Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, I stopped them Friday afternoon. No Dixie Darling invitations here in the studio on a Friday. Hey, welcome to the Eagle Hour Friday edition. Great show for you today. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. Will East from Super Talk. Brian Renfro, special guest later in the show from Washington, D.C. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps studio. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, super intern. Nathan Lee, we're all here at the Southern Bank Core Studio in Oak Grove. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a great place to cater your next tailgate, a great place to take your family this weekend for a good meal. All right, Patrick McGee doing some Friday duty with us. He is our go-to guy when it comes to the New Orleans Saints. Saints out of the desert last night, Patrick. Uh, they drop another one, uh, 42-34 to the Cardinals. The Saints, shockingly, 2-5 and five on the year. Sum it up, Patrick. What's wrong with New Orleans? Well, there's a, <laughs> there's plenty wrong with them. Um, I, I, you know, they're banged up. Uh, you know, receiver and uh, secondary are two areas where they look pretty deep coming the season. But they're they've, got, they've had so many injuries in both groups to where both are kind of a weakness at this point. They got Chris Olave back last night. It was good, good for the Saints. But uh, you know, early in that game, the Saints look like they're ready to kind of do what they want to on offense against the Cardinals. But then. Uh, then the Cardinals got rolling a little bit, and then the Saints just fell apart there late in the second quarter. Andy Dalton throwing a back-to-back uh, uh, pick sixes on, on consecutive drives, and it was that's a good way to, to lose a football game. If they could kind of play conservatively and just kind of keep it 14-14 going to the half, they have a good chance to win that ball game. But when you get down, they're up 14-6 to with about 240 to go in the second quarter, then they're down 28-14 to going into the half. So things changed quickly, and uh, it's you know it's pretty obvious at this point that they just made some wrong personnel decisions coming in. Uh, they you know they traded away C.J. Gardner Johnson, uh, brought in t- uh, the Honey Badger Tyron Matthew, which I you know I I, I kind of held my tongue on that because it was just for the folks here in Louisiana it was a feel good story because you're bringing you know Tyron Matthew back home, but I, I just didn't understand it really. Uh, he's kind of past the prime of his career. And he just looks small out there. Uh, and the Saints in the, on the back end look just a little slow out there. Uh, it, it hurts not to have Marshawn Adam more. They were that, out their number two corner, Paulson Adebo, as well. So a uh, lot's wrong with this team, and they're really doing stupid things. And uh, they, they did more stupid things yesterday. The obvious question, too, is how badly do they miss Sean Payton? It appears pretty badly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's 
it's it's pretty obvious the drop off from the quality of the head coaching position. I think offensively, uh, you, you've seen the team progress in terms of play calling and moving the ball more consistently. It got kind of off to a rough start uh, with uh, Jameis kind of struggling or whatever. But here in recent weeks, the offense has moved well. It's just they're making mistakes, uh, throwing interceptions. Uh, the one that Dalton threw first was was pretty bad into the end zone. The other, the second one wasn't really his fault. It bounced off the receiver's hands. And then the third one, he took a hit on the interception. Uh, but yeah, uh, Sean Payton, in terms of just being the head man and making the shot, you know, calling the shots and right. taking more chances, and he just, it's just not happening. Right. All right, Patrick. Uh, let's switch gears. Uh, appreciate that update on the set. Real quickly, who do they play next, and where do they go from here, Patrick? Uh, I think it's the Raiders that come to town next, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I'm one of those guys that has to check the schedule every week. Um, then they have the Ravens, I think, coming in. Wow. Yeah, so that's a toughie. But the Ravens are, are a winnable game, and I think the one after, I forget exactly who they play after the Raiders. I think, excuse me, the Ravens. I think that's a, a, a winnable game. So, I mean, if the Saints really want to make this a season, they need to win three state, straight games. They can't afford to go two and one, one and two. Any of that. I mean, they need to win three straight games right now, or this season's really just going to go down the tubes. Uh, something's got to change. This team is capable of winning if they get somewhat healthy, Michael Thomas back, some other things. They can they can get on a run like that. Uh, but you just want to be around 500 at the end of the season, but they got to put, put, put together some really quickly. And, and the thing is, is if you're really going to stub your toe, this is the division you want to be in. All right, it used yeah. to be, Bob, with your, with your old Redskins, it used to be the NFC least. Mm-hmm. Right, the NFC East, but now the NFC South, you may win that division going five hundred. No kidding, right, right, right. So I mean, that's right. that's the one you want to be in. All right, Patrick, I want to play this soundbite. Uh, we we asked Will Hall uh, Saturday night. I haven't really talked to you since the uh, Golden Eagles beat Arkansas State. I asked him Saturday night, where is his program? Where is the rebuilding effort that he had in mind? And is it following his timetable? I want you to hear what he said and uh, get your thoughts about where the program is as of today. All right, Coach, six games into your second season. Where is this program in relationship to the expectations you had in rebuilding the program when you came here? Gosh, Bob, you know, I mean, we want to be the, the, the best group of five program in America eventually. Obviously, we're not there yet, but when you look at what we inherited to now, you know, we were just talking about here all the, you know, being able to overcome these injuries this year so well. I mean, we won three games last year. We were not a very good program. We've already won three this year. We've beat a top 25 team on the road. We just won a game where we lost the turnover battle two to zero. So, I mean, I think we're light years ahead of last year. and we still got ways to go. But I think we're better today than we were yesterday. And we're going to be better tomorrow. We're in the middle of our third recruiting class. Uh, that we think is going to be a phenomenal recruiting class. And when you stack that on the previous two, I think we'll be in position to, to, to really take leaps and forwards as we continue to progress this program. Patrick, I think if you if you study this program the, the way we do, obviously you see that there is definite progress being made in the right direction. Now, your analysis at this point of uh, what uh, Will Hall has been able to accomplish so far? No, there's there's obvious progress to be sitting here at 500, and they easily could be, you know, above 500. Really, the Liberty game is one that you kind of redo, and that's that's the game that Southern Miss certainly could have won. But there are no do-overs. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think they're in a positive position now. They are coming off possibly the worst uh, performance by a Southern Miss football team in a victory uh, that I can remember. Uh, just you know, I did I didn't watch the whole game, but you go back and look how things played out, turnovers. 
just ugly in general. But that's a positive sign that you can play awful and still win. So that that's another sign of, of progress made. And there's obviously across the board there's better talent. It's just at certain important positions uh, they're inexperienced and just not quite where they need to be yet. And college football teams, any football team for that matter, is a lot like you know standing up the dominoes. It takes a long time, right, to set things up to where you want them to be, but it only takes a few seconds to knock it down, right? So where Will Hall was alluding to the fact that they really inherited something that had been totally knocked down, it takes a while to rebuild something. And it's completely contrarian to society today where you can go to the drive-up window, order what you want to eat, and like, say, 30 seconds later, if they're doing their job, right, you've got the food that you ordered. But it, you know, football fans in particular, very impatient. But the way to do it, and when he keeps talking about we're doing it the right way, is making sure that you don't rush, don't make mistakes, be thorough. When I say mistakes, I'm talking about personnel mistakes. Be thorough and build it for the long haul. And that's what he said he wanted to do from the get-go. I think that's what he's doing, Patrick. That appears to be what he's doing. No, I, I think they've been consistent in the recruiting and bringing in quality guys. Uh, you know, and they really hit the transfer portal hard. Uh, they wanted to kind of speed this thing up. And I, and I think that it's pretty obvious they have. I know Will Hall would probably like to be sitting here with four wins, but uh, to be here three and three and, and to be able to show significant progress, to go on the road and beat a team like Tulane, uh, that, that, that really sends a message, message to the fan base uh, that this thing is going the right way. So, yeah, I mean, everything is, is progressing. And I think it's really inappropriate and a, and a pace to be expected. So uh, we'll see where the rest of the season goes. It could go either way, you know. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're certainly building to something positive. And I tell you what, guys, the, the more time goes on, the bigger that Tulane win looks. Tulane, Patrick, mm-hmm. pretty daggum good. Yeah, I mean, they're a top 25 team right now. Uh, they're a good defensive team, and Southern Miss made those you know plays in the passing game to beat them. And, that, and that's what Southern Miss has got to start doing again here pretty soon if they're going to beat quality teams on the road or just in general, is, is they've just got to find a way to be more productive in the passing game. And, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. I know, I guess Will Hall's been pretty kind of quiet uh, last I heard on, on how he's going to handle quarterback this week. Uh, but really, at the very least, they need somebody to can manage the offense and just avoid the big mistakes. Right. Patrick, our intern here, Nathan Lee, is sitting in here with a New Orleans Saints sweatshirt on. His family, and uh, they're big Saints fans. Uh, the Saints fans, uh, they don't die easy, do they? No, I mean, this is even back in the day when the Saints stunk, they still had a loyal fan base and everybody's going to be there. And, uh, you know, I think the Saints fans are disenchanted because they thought this team was built to win now. Uh, and they're just not getting the results they expected. And uh, it's kind of, if things keep this direction, they're, they're going to be headed towards another rebuild fairly quickly. Patrick, I appreciate you, buddy. And I thank you for coming on Friday afternoon. Uh, look, get you back on regular schedule next week. All right, sounds good. Patrick. McGee, everybody, from NOLA.com. You are loyal, aren't you? Yeah, You're not, giving up. You're not giving up. Nope. You know. Hoodette forever. You know how it is. There we go. And Tulane, where are the Tulane fans? I don't even yeah. think they know their team is ranked 25th <laughs> in the country. Yeah. High school football on tap. It's Friday, of course. Uh, Will East from Super Talk Mississippi joins us next.
Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank Patrick McGee from NOLA.com, giving us a special Friday segment to uh, talk about the Saints game last night. Uh, not good news, of course, uh, if you're a New Orleans fan. Uh, not a good start, 2-5 and five on the year, but we appreciate uh, Patrick's input uh, each and every week. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmart on Hardy Street, campusbookmart.net. That's where Southern Miss fans go to find the latest apparel and uh, for their car, for their bodies, for their homes. Tell Miss Kathleen the Eagle Hour said hello, and uh, make sure you buy your Southern Miss swag from Campus Bookmart and campusbookmart.net. Will East, as you know by now, is the uh, co-host of the Super Talk Eagle Hour High School Scoreboard. He joins us every Friday. Will, you just told me there are only two weeks left in the regular season. Kind of took me by surprise, man. It has flown by. Yeah, it flies by every year. We look forward to it, and then it gets here, and then you blink, and it's over. Uh, even though the state championship games aren't until December third, uh, which is a long, which seems like a long way away. You still got the whole month of November and the rest of October, but the regular season end will end for most teams, not all teams, but most teams on November third. So we'll be in playoff mode pretty soon. All right, we always ask you this: uh, give us the big, give us the big three games of the week. Well, I'm going to give you one in 6A, 5A, and 4A, although there's a lot of really good ones out there, so it's kind of hard to whittle this down. But Brandon and Oak Grove is probably the game that's the biggest one of the night. you got number one team in the entire state, Brandon, who if you've watched Ole Miss this year, you kind of have a sense of what Brandon does on the field when they have the ball. They run a hurry-up, spread-them-out, but we're going to run the ball type of offense, very similar to what Lane Kiffin's doing there in Oxford. Uh, and it's been very effective for them. Nate Blunt, the running back, plus Jarvis Durr, the kind of like Judkins and Evans are for, for Ole Miss. And they got a quarterback, uh, Landon Barnes, who can get things done when they need to, to make a pass play. And so far, they've played some really good football, and their defense is a lot better than what we expected. So, Brandon is the team to beat in the south part of the state right now. They're the number one team in the state. Oak Grove, on the other hand, has had kind of a weird year. You know, they lost a couple games in the middle of the season there. They struggled against some um, against Meridian. They won by one point, 13-12 in overtime against Meridian a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was two weeks ago. So Oak Grove's a little bit more tough to figure out. Um, this is a big game because this is going to be another one of those where you say, who has Brandon beat this year? Well, they beat Clinton. They beat Madison Central. They beat Oxford. This will be another notch in their belt if they can get the win. So that's the big game in 6A. In 5A, there's several good ones. I would say the Neshoba Central at Vicksburg game is, is interesting to me because Vicksburg has maybe the best defense in all of 5A football. They are incredibly good, and their offense is starting to really turn a corner. They're starting to score 40 points a game. Neshoba Central, on the other hand, is a team that no one has talked about this year. They lost the opening game of the season, and then since then they've been on a bit of a run. And this is a team that beat Vicksburg last year, so there's a little bit of a revenge factor going on. And these two teams are at the top of that region, the regional standings in their region. And so the winner of this one will more than likely take the regional crown. So that's in 5A. That's the, although we also have Wayne County at Laurel, which is very interesting because Region 3 is so jam-packed with teams right now. And then you've got, of course, um, uh, West Jones taking on – sorry, West Jones taking on Laurel and then Wayne County taking on Hattiesburg tonight. Then uh, I would say in 4A football, the big, big game 
is Poplarville at Columbia. This is one that everybody's been kind of circling all season long. We've been waiting on this game. So Columbia and Poplarville is kind of a new series. Uh, they got moved into the same region a couple of years ago. And last year, Columbia beat Poplarville, which is saying something, not once, but twice. They beat them in the regular season, turn around and beat them in the playoffs. So there's a little bit of a revenge factor going on here. And Poplarville, they're a 4A powerhouse, uh, and they're doing what you would expect them to do. They lost the first game of the season against defending 5A state champ Picayune, and since then they've been on a roll. And you know what Poplarville's going to do. They're going to run, 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 and then line up and run some more. And you just got to stop them. And so far, none of their 5A competition or none of their 4A competitions have been able to do that. And Columbia, meanwhile, um, Outside of that loss to Jefferson Davis County, they've been perfect on the year. And this is a, a big, big game. I, the revenge factor going into this, Poplarville, I, I have to believe they are they're really, really wanting to flip the coin, get this one started, and uh, take on Columbia tonight. And I think it's at Columbia. And and I would think going into that game, even though it's at Columbia, by by virtue of the way the teams have played, I think you'd have to give the edge to Poplarville because the the wins that the Hornets have had have really not even been close, have they? Will I mean you're talking about forty to seven? That, that that's the like the average score since the second week of the season for Poplarville. They no one's really come anywhere near close to them uh, since way back in August. Uh, the closest game they've played since. August, so September till now, was a 47-18 to win over then unbeaten Lawrence County. That's the closest team that, that anyone has played them. That, so that kind of tells you the football that uh, the Hornets are playing right now. And more, more significance about the Oak Grove-Brandon uh, game, if the Warriors were to drop this game, which they're the home team, but they are the underdog in this one, Oak Grove is looking at taking to the road most likely on the first in the first round of the playoffs rather than their traditional one or two spot, yes? Yeah, that would be right now Oak Grove is three and one in the region. So you've got Brandon at the top and then you've got Warren Central at three and one uh, and then Northwest Rankin at three and one. Now Oak Grove is going to play. They got Brandon tonight. Then they'll have Pearl and then Northwest Rankin. So we'll clear that up a little bit. Um, in the next couple of weeks. Brandon has Northwest Rankin and then Pearl in the Rankin County Super Bowl uh, to finish out their season. So a lot of these regions, I don't know if it's going to be as crazy as it was. uh, Was it last year or the year before where we had to break the calculators out and figure up points, which is always fun on the air? Uh, I don't think we're going to have as many this year, but there are a couple of regions across the state where we're literally going to break out our calculator apps on our phones and figure out who's going to be placed where in the playoffs. But Oak Grove was beaten by Warren Central earlier this year, so the Vikings get that head-to-head at least with Oak Grove. Yeah, exactly. So uh, region, uh, sorry, Class 5A has several interesting matchups. I mentioned uh, the Neshoba Central at Vicksburg game, but on the coast, East Central at Gaucher is a really interesting matchup. Gaucher has a quarterback by the name of Caden Irving, who last week had eight touchdowns against a very good Van Cleve team. He had six touchdowns through the air. He's the quarterback. Six touchdowns through the air and another two on the ground. He accounted for like 450-something yards. Uh, He has the most passing yards per game in the entire state right now. 
He's throwing for almost 300 a, a game. He is an incredible player. That's another one that I'm going to be keeping my eye on. And then Gauthier's got to guess what? They got to play Picayune in two weeks. That's going to be an interesting matchup. At Laurel West Jones game on 99.3 WLAU tonight. Uh, Super Talk Laurel. I'll have Laurel and West Jones. Will uh, just a couple of minutes left. Uh, you're you're well into the high school scoreboard season as well. Uh, has there been anything this year that uh, has really stood out character wise? on your show, uh, with some of the interviews you do, game-wise, rivalries, things of that nature that really kind of jump to your mind uh, that have been highlights of your show this year? The the highlight so far of this year has been the smaller classification schools beating up on the larger classification schools. These schools have done such a better job of scheduling tougher opponents. You've seen a lot of defending state champ versus defending state champ games this year in the non-regional part of the schedule early on and uh, for the most part a lot of the smaller classifications won jefferson davis county a team that i mention a lot here they played several of these games and they won several of them i mean they beat think think about it they beat columbia uh at columbia by like 19 points which is just mind-blowing to me. Uh, they be, also beat a 6A D'Aberville. I mean, 3A school beating a, a 6A school. Um, and that they weren't alone. We had several of those this year of the smaller classification beating the larger classification. In the north part of the state, one of the big games we had a couple of weeks ago was Amory, a 3A school, beating uh, Houston, who's a 4A school, my hometown. Four, this is the best team Houston's had in 90 years, okay? And... Amory won by like 20 points. I mean, it, it's pretty incredible. That has been, the, to me, the most outstanding thing is the, the scheduling and the smaller classification teams beating the larger classification teams. And, folks, I'm going to tell you, we have a lot of seniors this year. Seems like last year we had a ton of juniors. This year we have a lot of seniors. There's going to be a lot of new faces next year, But so let's enjoy these seniors while we can. We've got some outstanding players out there. We got some that could set records, but they're playing so well, they don't play in the second half. I'm thinking about Dante Dowdle on the coast with Picayune. That guy was like, he went a three-game stretch where he was averaging 25 yards per carry, okay? (laughs) He was having multiple 90-run yards per game, and he didn't play in the second half, so he can't set a a couple state records because they were so far up in those games. Uh, We won't have him next year, so appreciate him while he's here if you're not playing against him, that is. All right, good stuff, Will. We appreciate you each and every week. High school scoreboard tonight at 10 o'clock on all Super Talk stations. Will and the gang will be there. Talk to you next Friday, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank y'all. Will East, everybody. Super Talk Mississippi High School Scoreboard. All right, special guests from the nation's capital next on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us on a Friday afternoon. I want to thank Patrick McGee and Will East for joining us uh, here in the first and second segment. About to connect with our guests from Washington, 
Uh, Kelly, if you can take it for just a minute, I'm going to reconnect here with this young man. Well, I got to tell you, this morning I went by Mobe Beignets, which is the official beignet you know store of, mm-hmm. of Southern Miss to you know conduct a little business. Great place. They've got you know, wireless internet there too, so students will often come over there, have some coffee, grab some beignets, and do some studying. And you're in fall break now at yes. Southern Miss, right, yes, Nathan? Yes, I am. So, so like a good student, you're going to be studying over the fall break? Yes, that- studying and eating some of those Mobe beignets. Yeah, yeah. so when do you guys go back to... Uh, it's only this, we get Thursday and Friday off, and then we go back on Monday, so... But then you get next Thursday off. You get next Thursday off. Because of the big uh, yeah. nationally televised game against uh, the Raging Cajuns yep. who come in here next big Thursday. One. Big defensive game last night in the Sun Belt, in case you missed it. It was the Troy Trojans going down to South Al, a sold-out mm. South Al, in a defensive struggle, taking that one. And, you know, Troy has really been a team this year that, quite honestly has not gotten the love that it probably deserves. That defense yeah. is really good. Like, very good. I would definitely say they're the best in the conference so far this season. And what they did to South Al last night was shocking to me. I thought it would be a defensive battle, but I thought that South Al offense would figure out a way. But they could not. They could. And really, the way the schedule is going to work out the rest of the way, mm-hmm. it's, it's, now, it's now Troy's to win or lose. Yeah, it definitely is. Definitely I mean, they've, is. they've got... They've got the Tuffies behind them. Mm-hmm. They've got Southern Miss behind them. They've got South Al behind them. Won both of them. Yep. So it looks now like Troy is in firm control of the Western Division. Meanwhile, on the Eastern side, things, you know, you keep talking about Coastal Carolina. App State came from behind on Wednesday night to beat Georgia State. The Panthers got off to a quick 14 to nothing lead, but it was pretty much App State the rest of the way. But a team on the east side of the Sun Belt that people aren't talking about, and they should, is Old Dominion. Mm. The Monarchs have got control of the east right now. Yes. They haven't played as many games in the conference, but the Monarchs, they went out. It'll be the Monarchs in the eastern side of the yeah. ledger. And they have a big game this weekend against Georgia Southern. I think that's a very interesting game after what Georgia Southern did last week to James Madison. I'm excited for that one. Oh, the Monarchs are a strange team because they got that big win early on, the upset win for the first game of the season. And they've kind of lost a couple of weird ones, but, you know, they're right in control. Yeah, the, so the Monarchs are in first place in the eastern division. And again, Troy in the western division. The Southern Miss-Texas State game tomorrow slated for 4 o'clock. That'll be on ESPN+. Plus. And the Eagles are favored on the road. And if they're trying to get bowl eligible, that's one they really need to win. We'll talk more about that later. All right, here we go. We found our guest. Look, I want to say this real quickly. You know, Saturday night was a great example. Seems like any time I go to a Southern Miss athletic event, a lot of people come up and talk to me, introduce themselves to me, talk about the Eagle Hour. First of all, I want to say that I always welcome that. Uh, I love hearing from our listeners, and I always enjoy the conversation. So please feel free to always do that. This happened to me Saturday night with this next guest. Brian Renfro introduced himself to me Saturday night. And Brian is the executive vice president of the National Association of Letter Carriers. So the National Union for Postal Workers is a Southern Miss graduate. And Brian told me that he listens to the Eagle Hour podcast every night when he gets home in Washington. And this was the greatest compliment. It makes him feel at home. So I asked uh, ask Brian to come on the show. And Brian, first of all, thank you very much for introducing yourself to me uh, Saturday night at the football game. And uh, welcome to the show, man. Well, thanks, Bob. It was uh, great to see you. And, you know, I've had the opportunity to do a fair amount of 
radio over the years, but this is the first time I've had the opportunity to be on a show that I listen to every day. So really excited to have the opportunity to uh, to talk with you guys. Well, we're grateful to you for listening and grateful to you uh, for coming up to me Saturday night. I guess you must have enjoyed the game, right? You were never worried, right, Brian? <laughs> No, I was never worried at all. Always confident. <laughs> and I'm glad that a guy in Washington continues to love Southern Miss, where Bob Getty, who loves Southern Miss, has disowned the NFL team in Washington. Yes, I'm no longer, I no longer have a team in Washington, so there's nothing for me to love up there anymore. I don't think many people at all have a team in Washington. <laughs> no, I, I, think I, I think I told you. I'm not sure if I did, but I grew up in Alexandria and spent um, uh-huh. a good part of my life in Alexandria. My dad took me to Redskin games from the time I was a kid, and I was an absolutely avid, total, committed Redskin fan. My whole family was. We were crushed when the, when the franchise was taken away from us. But that's not the purpose of today's call. Uh, so tell, tell, tell our listeners how you made it from Southern Miss to being the executive vice president of the National Association of Letter Carriers. Well, it's a long story, but I'll be as quick as I can. So I was born and raised um, in Hattiesburg, right over off West 7th Street. Went to high school at uh, Oak Grove. So I've been a Golden Eagle since birth and went to school at Southern Miss. And uh, after that, got hired as a as a city letter carrier there in Hattiesburg. My father, probably a lot of the listeners will remember him. Um, his name's Ken. He's now retired. And um, one of those deals where I got hired and thought, I'll do this a couple of years and then, you know, find something else to do. And uh Enjoyed it and got hooked into doing the union work and was the president of our local union there for a few years and the president of the state in Mississippi. And then I worked some in just the whole southeastern part of the country and was fortunate enough to get the opportunity to come here to our headquarters in Washington, D.C. back in 2011. Um, and I have been the executive vice president since 2016, and I consider it a, you know, quite a privilege and, uh, and an honor. I'll tell you one little funny thing is I am still a city carrier in Hattiesburg, though I have not, uh, you know, since I moved since 2011, I've basically been on a leave of absence, but I still have a route. And the first stop on my route is right across West 4th Street from the football practice fields. And it is the Southern Miss receiving. So even uh, my mail route is right there on the edge of campus. So I always like to stay close. And really, when you look at the, the newly revamped Sun Belt, there are some teams that, that aren't that far away from Washington, D.C. Is that right? Not at all. JMU is a couple hours away. Harrisonburg's a great town, really a lot like Hattiesburg. I've been there a good bit. You know, obviously Marshall is... Um, a few, a little longer drive than that, but um, got good friends over there. And then down to ODU's about an hour and a half. And even uh, the, the Coastal game coming up is only about a six-hour drive. So looking forward to uh, more opportunities while I'm here. You know, not to, though I love coming all the way to Mississippi, um, being able to catch some road games, not just football, basketball, you know, baseball series, and then some of the other sports. So um, it was good news for a lot of reasons, but for me personally, um, really uh, look forward to being able to do that more so than we were able to do in the past. And one of the things that the letter carriers have always done in the past is collected food at this time of year, you know, for uh, food kitchens and, and uh, places that are distributing food over Thanksgiving and, and Christmas. Is, is, that, is that this time of year, or am I, or am I mistaken? It's, it's, so it's the second Saturday in May. It's always the May. day before Mother's Day. Okay. Um, it is still going. The, the, the pandemic affected it for a couple of years, but we're back uh, – 
full go, and we usually collect somewhere in the neighborhood of 70 to 80 million pounds of food. And right. it's, oh. uh, you know, one of the things that we love to serve our communities, obviously, by delivering the mail, but we also, you know, we're literally everywhere, and that gives us an opportunity to give back, you know, in, in all 50 states and especially places now like Puerto Rico were there that, that have been ravaged by hurricanes. So it's really fulfilling to, you know, have that opportunity and the communities, you know, really respond. And one of the cool things about it is we're, you know, my union has 280,000 members and we're in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Guam. Um, but the food drive is something where the, the food we collect locally goes there locally. So in Hattiesburg, when we collect food on that second Saturday in May, we've got a number of different places, Christian services, the Salvation Army. So the food that we collect locally, even though it's a big national uh, big national deal, the food that we collect goes to the folks that are in need there locally. So, Brian, how often do you get to come home? You were obviously at the game Saturday night. That was homecoming, but uh, mm-hmm. you're a pretty good ways away, but a, I guess about a two-and-a-half-hour plane flight. How often do you get back here? I get back pretty often. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to make all three home football games this year. Uh, I do travel a lot in my job, so there are times where I'm not able to come. But I um, I was able to be there in the spring for a couple of weekend baseball series. I caught the uh, the conference tournament and was there for the regional and the super regional. And wow. then, you know, basketball, I uh, try to get there to, you know, see the men and, and also the Lady Eagles. So, um, I, I get back pretty often and, you know, check on family and, you know, any time a trip like that can coincide with when the Golden Eagles are on the field or on the court, um, that's always a good thing for me. So I, I get back as much as I possibly can. So you were here for the once-in-a-lifetime dramatic three-round heavyweight brawl with LSU in baseball. I was. Um, and I, I got to be honest, being a sports fan for you know, my entire life and a Southern Miss fan, <laughs> there's been ups and downs, but I, I don't know that I've ever felt as low <laughs> after that game on Saturday <laughs> right. compared to as high as we yeah. all felt after that game on Monday. Yeah, there's I, no question about I, that. I would agree. I, I've told people, I, I think it may be the most exhilarating sporting event I've ever been to. That that series, I, I just it's it's hard to put in words just how electric things were out there. I'm sure you agree. All right, God, really. No Brian, question. if you'll hang on, we've got about a four-minute break. We were going to get you to stick around with us on Fridays. We show our expertise, which is very, very minimal, uh, and we pick all the Sunbelt football games. Would you like to join us in that? I'm not sure I had much expertise, but I'm happy to stick around. You'll fit in perfectly. Brian Renfro, <laughs> a Southern Miss graduate, now the executive vice president of the National Association of Letter Carriers. We'll be back. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, I want to thank 4th Street Bar and Grill. Great place to watch the ball game tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock. They're right there in the shadow of the rock. They'll have, you know, the game on all the TVs. So check them out at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Also, our thanks to D1 and DBAT for their sponsorship of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, providing state of the art athletic training on Hardy Street, D1. 
and D-Bat. want to remind you as well about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime you like on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We thank all of y'all that do. We know there are a lot of you, including our guest on the show today, Brian Renfro from Washington, D.C., living there, I should say, from Hattiesburg, who uh, listens to the Eagle Hour podcast, and we're grateful to him for that. All right, Brian, every Friday afternoon, we uh, we display our expertise, which is very, very minimal, uh, in picking the winners and losers in now the Sunbelt Football Conference. So we have myself, Kelly, our super intern, Nathan Lee here. We have the most famous intern in the history of Southern Miss interns as Indeed. a part of the Eagle Hour. It's now the Nathan Lee. It is yeah. the Nathan Lee, yeah. the super intern. Helps around brewskis. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, if you're ready, we're going to jump right in. Are you good? Let's go. All right. We'll, we'll pick you first. Uh, you you pick, then uh, we'll go to Nathan, Kelly, and me. All right. First game on the schedule, Louisiana Monroe travels to a very historic place. They'll be playing uh, the Black Knights at Army. So it's a little bit of a pillow fight. Um, that said, Louisiana Monroe can be a little unpredictable. They've shown up some weeks and, and not other weeks, but uh, it's really hard for me to pick them on the road. So I'm going with the Army Black Knights. All yeah, right. I'm going to agree with him on that one. Army, I think, it's the dub on that one. Close game, though. I think it's a close, close can game. Can you pick against a guy named Munkin? Who's, who's, <laughs> no. Who's, or can you pick no. against the Army? No. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I like Army to beat Louisiana Monroe. All right, guys, uh, Marshall, this is a pretty interesting game to me. Marshall is at, well, close to you, uh, Brian. Marshall is at James Madison this weekend. Yeah, so this one is a little tougher than to me than uh, you would think. Um, Marshall has cooled off, and James Madison has you know, had such a hot start. But one of my best friends here in Washington, D.C., that works with me, he's here in the building with me right now. His name's Tim McKay, and he is a big Marshall fan. He and I have been to several Southern Miss Marshall games. So just for him, I'm going with the upset. Go herd. All right. Go, no, Nathan. I don't like. I don't mind that pick there, but I'm going to have to lean in J- James Madison. I've been on him all year. I think that Marshall defense is legit, but I think James Madison gets the job done. Yeah, and Tim McKay owes me money, so I'm taking JMU. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, James Madison, I think, bounces back. All right, uh, Kelly's second favorite team, Georgia Southern, is at Old Dominion, Brian. Whew. So Old Dominion coming off that big win, um, I think they're due for a letdown. I think Georgia Southern has been consistently a pretty good, improving team. So I am going with G-A-T-A. Yep, I'm going to agree. Georgia Southern gets the job done. Very competitive game, though. You know what? I think I'm going to take the Monarchs. Well, this is a chance for them to put up or shut up, right? I mean, and if they put up, they're legit. And and if they don't, they're not. So here you go, Monarchs. Here's your chance. I'm taking the Monarchs. I like Gatto on the road. Uh, you've mm-hmm. kind of got me tuned into them. They're a fun team. They're pretty tough. They are. Yeah. And, they and, remind me a lot of the old Southern Miss teams in a, in a way. You know. So I'm, very, I'm yeah, very blue collar, very hardworking kids that couldn't get into Georgia, right, right or right, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Southern. go to Georgia Southern. Yeah. All right, Arkansas State. We all saw them last week. Uh, they're on the road uh, at Louisiana, Brian. I am picking the Raging Cajuns for one reason and one reason only, is we would love for them to experience the joy of a victory before the pummeling that they will take next <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah, you're dang right. I like that pick all day. Louisiana gets the job done. Now, he used the word pummeling. Do you know what that means? Ned? I'm going I'm to act like I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Yes. yes, there will be a severe throttling 
Uh, but I think this game is going to be closer than a lot of people think. But I'll take the Cajuns. I as like well. the raging Cajuns. They're always tough. All right, here's the big one. You ready, Brian? I am ready. Southern Miss. In fact, they left. They're leaving at two twenty this afternoon, according to Lee Applewhite. Southern Miss at Texas State. Another close game. I, for some reason, think that's what the rest of uh, the rest of our games are going to be like. But our team is one that you know we've heard Will talk about this. They are learning how to win, and they learned took a big step in learning how to win last week. And I expect us to play well to the top. Yep, with the Eagles get it get it done on a game winning field goal from Biggs Briggs Bourgeois. No Briggsy Briggsy. Okay, <laughs> no. I can live with that. Yeah. You guys, I hate to do this. Don't. Um, don't, don't, don't. Okay. Don't. All right. Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Southern Miss team. I love Will Hall. I think they win again. Now, and I do too, you guys. But nobody's beating the Bobcats on their home field. But game. Bob, you've been saying that. You've been saying that. Oh, but they ain't played the Golden Eagles, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's hey, true. Brian. We appreciate it, man. It was fun having you on the show. And uh, hey, if you're at the next home game, you be sure you grab me by the arm. I will be there, and I really appreciate you guys having me and look forward to seeing everyone next Thursday. All right. Brian Renfro, yep. the Executive Vice President of the National Association of Letter Carriers. And, Brian, there's no need in delivering any more Dear John letters to me. Just text me and let me know to scratch her off the list, too. <laughs> You're used to that by now, right? Uh, 100%. All right. Golden Eagles leaving here in about 20 minutes on their way to beat Beat Kelly Sander. I hope you're right. Texas State. Yes. I hope you're right, right. Dang right. You got it, Bob. Sorry about the thing. Ah, uh, yeah. Who did all day? Until next time, Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. top. Slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Talk Mississippi Media Production.